We are one game post-trade deadline, and it was a very important swing game for the Cats. We are going to react to Bill Zito's comments on the NHL trade deadline and discuss how big of a four-point swing it was for the Panthers to get back into the wildcard race. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Sunday, March 5th edition of the Locked On Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez. You can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel and send in your screenshot of your subscription and your five-star rating on whichever podcast app you listen to Locked On Panthers for your chance to win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus Chicago Blackhawks game on March 10th. Best of luck, everybody. So, by the way, I want to say thank you to everybody who had the chance to listen to me live on, on Friday afternoon as the trade deadline was passing and listened to my raw reaction based on the zero activity that the Panthers had and it, in a trade deadline that was bananas, the Florida Panthers were the only team during the NHL trade deadline to not make a single move for their franchise, not buyers, not sellers, just staying pat. And the Panthers played one game after that. And it was a big victory for, for them too. But it is a Sunday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, which means Alex Slemp is back here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. It's another edition of Sundays with Slemp. Alex, welcome back to the show. Hey, it's good to be back, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you as always for 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 being here. So we we got a we got a, a lot to unpack here for mm-hmm. for this edition of the show. Uh, of course, with with my show running a little long on Friday for the trade deadline. Of course, I wanted to dedicate a full episode talking, or at least most of an episode talking about Bill Zito's comments based on uh, uh, the, the trade deadline. But before we get to like what Bill Zito said uh, throughout, throughout his media availability, I want to get your thoughts on, on the direction the Panthers decided to, to go in because we were we were discussing how they should be soft sellers at the mm-hmm. deadline. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, that was the approach they should have had and they didn't. And I think it was an opportunity missed uh, just to keep my thoughts short. Uh, you know, they shouldn't have been buyers, uh, you know, but they, they should have been looking at getting stuff to be buyers in future years. Uh, they've gone for it in the last couple seasons. Uh, by doing that, they've depleted their pipeline, their draft picks. We see that they don't have a first-round pick from 2022 up to 2025, I believe it is. So they don't have much. And and this is a team that has its core. They're in their championship window. They will compete. But when you want to go into these next seasons and buy, what do you have to give? So I was surprised that there wasn't 
a soft sell at all, anything, especially with how rich the market was. I think it was an opportunity missed by Zito to be able to give up something that wasn't too substantial to the core of this team and get good asset back to be able to use to build that pipeline and uh, be able to have some buying power in the coming seasons. Yeah, it's a it's a move to set up another move. Basically, what we were we were trying to get to with with, with that, but also yep. there's a there's a return on investment part of of this, like I spoke about on Friday. But uh, Bill Zito did a- answer the question on what on how he viewed his expiring contracts uh, based on the upcoming trade deadline. This is what Bill Zito had to say to the media. Um. Well, of course, there's great and there's tremendous value and security in knowing, okay, we have our core together. What do we need to move forward to be better? What is the cost? And then make sure that that cost doesn't outweigh the benefit. So um, the, the extended contracts uh, on the books, um, that's exactly what we need to do. And we need to, to do it delicately and do it the right way. Yeah, and it, and it kind of reminded me of a similar question that I asked Bill Zito uh, on on the hope on the night of the home opener, just as Aaron Eckblad was going on LTIR, and then I asked him kind of in relation to when do you decide to pull a trigger on a trade in this coming trade deadline versus waiting for the offseason? It talks about is 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 what you pay for the cost when, of course, when you buy. Can, are you able to replace what you bought it for? Mm. And and that's basically what Bill Zito's answer was now. But then I also see it in, in, in if you flip it the other way for selling, you know, the chances of a of a second round pick and 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 post uh, first anything post first round, the chances of making in the NHL are unlikely. So what the Panthers would have done had they gotten those assets in return for a Gudis or an Eric Stahl would have been used in another another trade more than likely. But also, there, there's also a sense of pride for these general managers. Let's be honest with ourselves. And the fact that in a stack draft like 2023 that, that, that we have coming up, and this was a trade way ahead of time that we knew that the Panthers were not going to have their first round pick so I also think it's a sense of pride for Bill Zito, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, saying we're not going to throw in the towel. To go from President's Trophy to not playoffs, it's going to be hard to, for Bill Zito to swallow, but, so I can understand why he would also choose not to sell. Yeah, sure. I, I, I get that pride thing. And and yeah, you look at the comparison between last season, President's Trophy winning to this season where there's a possibility of not making the playoffs. I think you got to put pride aside and just take a look at the landscape here and you go, okay, there's a realistic chance we're not making playoffs, uh, but that doesn't mean we're a bad team going forward, right? Team had a lot of adversity to battle through this season. You can look at, okay, uh, we're not going to make it this year, but how do we make ourselves better for next year? Which is what he said. You know, it's a, it's that analogy where, uh, you know, in order for the arrow to go forward, you got to pull it back. If you're looking at a season where you may not make the playoffs, why aren't you pulling back on that bow a little harder in the sense of getting rid of the some assets for something in return? Um, I really don't get how you're not trying to get draft picks in, you know, what the, what the pros are saying are uh, to be one of the deepest drafts in recent memory. 
you know, I, I feel maybe I'm not right saying this, but where's the trust in your scouting team? You know, you should be getting picks. If this is a deep draft, you should be okay. <clears throat> pardon me, get, be okay with getting second round picks uh, and having some faith that your scouts have found some guys deep in this draft who can have an NHL impact. Right. Because you're right. Most of the time, anything outside the first round, it's they're not making it. And you know, anytime I see like fourth round, fifth round, sixth round draft picks come through, it's like those are throwaways. Essentially, you're going to hit the lottery if that that player ends up making the show. But this is a deep draft. There is value in those seconds. I am shocked that with hearing him say what he wants to do with this team and going forward, that there wasn't a move made. You look at Tanner Janot got five picks. You're telling yeah. me there wasn't someone on this roster. <laughs> I could have got you something in return. I don't know. <laughs> and and that and that's kind of like it's kind of strange seeing that this much the sellers get this much and where with where the cap is. You can yeah. only imagine what would happen if there if there was more opened up uh, as well when it, when it comes to when it comes to future future trade deadlines. And I think also, of course, the NHL is trying to take a page out of the NBA's book. They're always keeping tabs on each other, so. Yeah. It, it gives it a, um, sellers especially an opportunity to manipulate more more trades for for that. But so I, I think they're they're definitely uh, taking notes. That's for sure. <laughs> but we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we're going to talk about Dozito's perspective on last year's trade line deadline versus this year's trade deadline, and his thoughts on the, the this roster, and of course um, with now that the Panthers have played on Saturday. It's the healthiest they've been all season. We're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Athletic Greens. Our next partner is a product that I literally use every day, and I started taking AG1 because I need a little bit of a break from the coffee from time to time. And so what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. Now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient and daily nutrition. With just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a different million pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Second segment here on this Sunday March 5th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Another edition of Sunday's with slap. So we we discussed how the the Panthers they went into the last trade deadline, sold the farm, went for it, of course, resulting that in the sweep last year against the Tampa Bay Lightning Alex. But Bill Zito had a little bit to say about comparing last year's trade deadline uh to, to this year's trade deadline and how he his perspective was on 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 his approach and here's Bill Zito on what he had to say comparing the two. Well, it, it, um, it's like, uh, shopping in, in, uh, Bell Harbor with, uh, empty pockets. <laughs> um, 
but it was it was a different experience when we started because we knew our assets, you know, our, our assets are depleted, the typical things, the picks, the prospects, we can't give up. And then the process itself this year, I think, was a little bit um, out of whack from some of the traditional years. And you know, I think people have characterized it as an arms race. And it, it started to go, and I was thinking, uh, you know, last year people thought that I, I sold the cow to, to get some assets. This year would be the whole state or maybe every farm in the county. And, um, you know, yeah, we would have liked, you know, as, as a manager, you always want to get these, you want to get players and pieces and put it together and help your team. And then sometimes when you're handcuffed, that can be a little frustrating. But um, we didn't want to make moves just to make moves. So... Uh, it's important that if we do it, we have to be right. Yeah, and and Bill Zito spoke about at the end moves just for the sake of making a move, mm-hmm. and GMs around the NHL that are not in the Florida Panthers office they they look at their situation. They look they I'm sure they look at the roster there. It's like anyone who's a person of of value that is has term for 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 their for their contract and you don't see too many too many players getting with term traded i i mean brock bessard uh didn't didn't, didn't get moved uh, in, in the in the trade deadline he's likely an offseason move uh for for vancouver that was one that was rumored uh as well but as far as the Ryan Reinhardts who can get you a first, a Bennett who could maybe get you a second or maybe even a first too. So I think I think it's a it's just a matter of Bill Zito had a certain price for a Gudis that he wouldn't probably have wouldn't have refused if he got like maybe a one for, but other other general managers knew their situation and and I and I and in previous offseason and trade deadlines. I think Bill Zito has done a great job in 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 acquiring trade in acquiring trades as far as seeing those trades as long-term wins. Matthew Kachuk, one of them. Brandon Montour who who he gave up a third and extended him as well in that Sam Bennett giving up two twos and getting an extension out of them. Mm-hmm. But I think this time around also NHL GMs are looking at the situation for the Panthers and saying there's not ne- not necessarily one of value that you want to give up too much for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean we don't get to hear all those phone calls, and so we're not sure. I mean, I, I think <clears throat> you, me, other all the other fans of the Panthers would would love to have been a uh, you know fly on the wall, get to hear the conversations that Zito is having, and and what sort of offers he was looking at for guys that um, you know the fan base was floating around out there, the Gudas, the Reinhardts, the Bennetts. You'd love to know what it was, uh, but Zito, you know, you, you, he is a smart GM, and obviously his price, as you said, wasn't there, uh, so he didn't go for that. Um, you know, uh, I, I do like the fact that he didn't make a trade just for the sake of making a trade, because uh, sometimes when you see everyone else making the moves and and you're like, these are the teams we're going to be competing with the playoffs, you know, you just be, you, you know, you go out there and you could do something a little silly. Now, I've got to say, I'm glad that the Panthers went for it last year as opposed to this year, because I think it'd be way too expensive <laughs> this season, seeing what was being given up. So maybe that kind of worked out in their favor that they uh, were trying to go for last season. But 
Um, as much as I'm saying, hey, I wish they would have done something here uh, to build up their pipeline, have a little bit more asset for the next trade deadline. It doesn't mean that there's nothing more that they can do from this time until next uh, trade deadline. You know, we're going to have the off season, and like you're talking about, maybe those contracts with term the bestsers and and whatnot of the NHL world. That's usually where those contracts can get moved. There's a little bit more time. You're not as rushed with things. You can you can actually get out a really good deal and work out those fine details and and make a very good hockey trade there. So perhaps Zito is like, yeah, I don't want to get in this mess, this arms race, and my price isn't here, but my price is there in the off season. And so you know, we just wait until then and see what uh, sort of plans he has up his sleeve. I'd be very very surprised to see him not do anything. Uh, in the off season, because uh, you know he has a good core, but you still need to tinker a little bit. So uh, I imagine we'll see a little bit of that uh, come off season. And it kind of feels like that he'll have like kind of like a clean slate base and 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 a, and a sense of direction based on, of course, where the cap is and all that stuff. So you'll you'll be able to move out someone in in order to great to to bring in someone that you feel that is a, of greater value. So I think that I, and you know what we've seen aggressive Bill Zito and we've seen stay pat uh, Bill Zito. So I think, I think he's, I think he's kind of seen kind of like what his roster is. But of course, like we spoke about earlier the pride aspect that comes to going for president's trophy to possibly no playoffs. Of course, the, you, you want to, you want to, uh, you want to still have your chance to to definitely try try to do something but also we know we know that there is an opportunity to be aggressive again even 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 with this off off season coming up for the panthers as like everything everything is looking cleaner as far as the 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 checks and balances of 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 uh paying money out as well yeah no, absolutely. And I mean, in all fairness to Zito as well, he hasn't got to see this team he's created at, you know, it's as you're saying, it as healthy as it's ever been. So, you know, maybe it's he's like, I don't even know really what I want to do with this team yet. Yeah, yeah, I've got my core. That looks nice. Uh, kind of has an idea where the, you know, the the cap is going, who's coming off the books and whatnot. But he's at the end of the day, he'd be thinking, hey, you know, I've, I still haven't got to watch my whole team play. Uh, there's been a lot of adversity this year. The new coach, injuries, the whole works. He's like, I finally got my team healthy. They finally learned their system. Uh, let's see what they can do. Maybe he just wasn't, maybe there wasn't that full comfortability of knowing who is the most expendable um, on this roster right now. So, I mean, I, I think it's a good, yeah. So I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> there's me giving excuses to Zeno. Now I came in hot and heavy and said, I didn't like that. I didn't make moves and now I'm backpedaling. I mean, like, no, it's okay. No, no, I stick with the first. He should have made some moves. Yeah. No, 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 no worries. Uh, no, no worries. Hey, he has his reasons, and sometimes you you wonder what what it what it could be used for. Had you gotten brought brought something out, he also spoke about uh, Paul Paul Maurice's job, and also coming in with the spoke about the six point five in dead cap, and talk about how that's players and 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 the fact that a coach was not not able to have a. Uh, 6.5 million worth to use on players that fit what he wants to do yeah. that he's uh he's fit in and kind of like weathered a storm instead of using that free-flowing style of play that that the panthers were last year but we're going to transition over to segment number three where we're going to talk about the health of this team 
Zito's comments on Anthony Duclair, and we're going to talk about Saturday's 4-1 to win for the Florida Panthers over the Pittsburgh Penguins. But first, we're going to tell you all about Boat Bar. Now, are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want to, sacri- to want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covering 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they, cover, they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Now you need to wait. Now you don't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today and walk into the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Third and final segment here on this Sunday, March 5th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Another edition of Sunday with Slump. Alex Slemp from Full Press Hockey is here joining the show once again. And Alex, the Florida Panthers, they're at their healthiest in game 63 of the season. And honestly, after after the loss to Buffalo last last Friday, and of course losing to Nashville twice in, in a in a few weeks span, especially after they sold, it, it was it was very unlikely that uh, that still it's still very unlikely that they they do uh, sniff the postseason, but the the Panthers with Sasha Barkov um, coming back since February twentieth is in and out of the lineup with the the hand injury. Sam Bennett uh, after exiting the game against St. Louis on February fourteenth, both of them come in. Oh my goodness, we I, we were I was kind of discussing how. The Panthers should have. It was no excuses for the Panthers to lose against uh, against uh, the Nashville Predators without without the without those two top centers because they had their chances at the net um, and and they missed multiple times. But man, those guys came back to the lineup and it's it's great when you have a third line center and Anton Lindell go back to his original position and then Etulus Thuranen getting rewarded. With top line minutes for for the Panthers as well, what a win for the for the Panthers on Saturday night. Oh, that was awesome! Yeah, and I think if there's any game that's going to give you confidence in this team having a real push for the playoffs, it's that game against Pittsburgh. That was incredible. You know, the whole lineup is is healthy and and they dominate from from start to finish. And and you see Bennett comes back, he scores and contributes right away. Uh, you know, a Barkov couple of assists there. Yeah, he wasn't taking draws, probably still, you know, protecting the hand a little bit there. Um, but you gotta we gotta see this team and what they're capable of doing against a good opponent too. Pittsburgh wasn't selling off. They had a couple adds to their team and they're pushing for for playoffs as well. So that was a, a big time win, confidence boosting win um right there. And I think you look at the games where the Panthers didn't have Bennett and Barkov, and we're relying on Lusto and Lundell for their top two, uh, two centers. Is is as important as those games were? They were going to be bonus points if you won them. I'm sorry, it is the NHL, and when you're missing your top two centers, you aren't winning games. Okay, so yeah, they had their chances, um, and they could have won, and that just that just would have been bonus though. That would have been amazing if they pulled it off. Realistically, you, you ain't getting those wins very often. So um, I'm not going to be too hard on the team there. 
we get those top two centers back, like you said, players are going back into the roles that they're used to, they're comfortable in, they can be productive in it. And look at what we see, a complete 60-minute game, full 60, not a minute off. Like, it was some great hockey from the club. They're dialed in, they're ready to go. I like what we're seeing with this healthy team. It sucks they haven't been healthy this whole year, and we've had to wait until the three-quarter mark. But here we are, there's still time left to make a push. They can still do it. And so I think we got some really exciting hockey for this last quarter here. Yeah, and you think about how the first period for this team was just the both neither teams really had great um great A chances for for them in, in, in the first period. Three shots on goal combined for for both of them. But puck retrieval after that for the Panthers where it was just spot on in the last uh ten minutes of the of the period. They went a twelve minute stretch uh where they had all ten shots on goal for for for, for the Panthers. Of course, Bennett contributing early on the re, on the rebound. Uh, attempt uh, att- attempt after uh after Verhage got it on on goal and Sam Bennett uh, led the, the led the team with seven shots on goal and tied with the most hits so that's the physical presence that Sam Bennett uh brings uh for 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 the Cats and of course the power play they had the control the whole time before Barkov uh thread the needle to get it to Aaron Ekblad and all that stuff and Sergey Bobrovsky my goodness the I don't think I don't think people realize how big that save was on Sidney Crosby. Like two one at the time, you keep yep. it tied, and then forty seconds later, the Panthers go go down the, the ice, and and Etulus Terena is there to clean it up, and he's five goals away from being a twenty goal scorer. Yeah, like wow, and, and that and that was part of a the the Vincent Trocheck trade uh, that. Didn't really make much of Etulus Terena on the time uh, at the time, but he's sure. five goals from being a twenty goal scorer. But Sergey Bobrovsky not busy early, but that save on Sergey um, on Sidney Crosby with his blocker that was the moment of the game. Absolutely, it was. Yeah, was a, that game could have easily gone a, a completely different way had the had he not saved that. So yeah, it's it's me. That's why I love hockey so much. It's just those little moments right there that can have the big impact on the game. And yeah, Bobrovsky, you know, that's a tough save to make when you've only faced three shots. That is a hard save to make to be uh, to do that. So, I mean. That's why you pay him ten million dollars, right? Is that why? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> they, 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 he, he definitely has carried this team on his back throughout throughout the last uh, two and a half to three, almost three months for 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 this squad, mm-hmm. and and just in a difficult situation for 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 the Panthers, he is the least of, of the of the Panthers' problems, and of course the Chris Letang. Chris Letang has eight goals. On, on the season and every single game against the Panthers, he scored. And, and it, the, the last, the last game prior, the road game, uh, a high scoring affair, 13 goals combined, uh, Chris Letang getting the game winner. And then that first one where every single goal that the Pittsburgh Penguins scored, none of them were five on five. So just a weird season series for the Panthers against the Penguins, no more games against Pittsburgh, but they got that big four point, uh, swing for them. But yeah, also let's discuss, uh, the emotion that Bob uh, showed after Jason Zucker uh, was uh, was going down the ice, uh, uh, Bob goes out to play the puck, and then Jason Zucker just gets him on on the elbow, uh, uh, right on right on the head, and then the emotion that Bob has to go towards the corner and not take any of that. We usually know Bobrovsky as the super even keeled person, but man, the fire 
to have that from your goalie. And then, of course, everything that happened after with usually a, a blown whistle and then scuffle, Archibald and Lomberg got misconduct, Kachuk and Marcus Pedersen got uh, misconduct as, as well. Mm-hmm. But, man, the emotion that Sergey Bobrovsky had, and, of course, not, not a clean play by Jason Zucker mm-hmm. there for, for the Penguins. Yeah, no, not all in. I mean, I think I would have been shocked if we didn't see any emotion. This guy, as you said earlier, he's been the most steady part of this roster for the last two or three months. This guy is willing this team to have any shot at the playoffs, right? And something like that comes in right as the team is healthy, gelling, ready to go, you know, and it's not a smart play. It's dangerous, and it's good to see that emotion, you know. Of course he's going to be, you know, uh, fired up there so it's uh i love seeing it and this is the time of season you're gonna see you're gonna see it from everyone you know you could be the most even keel guy there's so much fight in these uh in these players right now that um i mean this is just the time of season you're gonna see the guys show it if it, if it's if there's a reason to have it they're gonna they're gonna show it so we saw it there i loved seeing the motion from from ekblad when he scored and you could just see how you know fired up he was too and it, it's just tis the season Right? It's the it's the playoff push here. It's uh, spring hockey. These guys live for this. They love it. So uh, next to the playoffs, you know, this is this is a good time of the year for them where uh, these wins, every win means something. And uh, yeah, they're, they're playing with a little extra emotion there. So no, no doubt. <laughs> no, no, no doubt. Uh, one thing worth noting is the Panthers penalty kill um, went four for five on the on the day. The only one is on that five on three. Uh, that that Pittsburgh had uh, at Tulestrain, and we talk about his fifteenth uh, goal of the season. Uh, Brandon Montour, um, secondary assist on on the first uh, goal, uh, fifty points. Only only five four excuse me four other Florida Panthers have excuse me uh, four 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 Florida Panthers have have gotten to fifty points in a season. Aaron Ekblad, Keith Yandel, Robert Svela, and and Brian Campbell uh, as far as as far as uh get getting his uh getting to 50 points and it was the second goal excuse me that uh Brandon Montour got the secondary assist uh, on, on the power play goal by Aaron Ekblad so just uh an, an accomplishment there Matthew Kachuk is two points away from breaking the single season record for a Panther on their new squad passing Sam Reinhart from last season too so that's also worth noting Aaron Ekblad gets Ten to get reaches double digit goals eight 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 in the, in the last in his first nine seasons he gets the ten goal mark and six amongst defensemen since he got drafted uh with now at at, at one one oh seven for for Aaron Ekblad so a lot of uh great accomplishments for the Panthers despite the wins not coming there and listen uh the Panthers got a little bit of help not not too much of it uh Buffalo won on Saturday. Uh, New New York won, and the Detroit Red Wings lost on a, on a back to back. Looks like that they are uh, on their way out of the race after after selling at the deadline. But uh, big 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 one on, on Tuesday night against the Vegas Golden Knights. As last time these two faced, the Panthers had on an opportunity for two points. They were up two one in the third period, and then uh, the the Vegas Golden Knights scored uh, three unanswered. The Florida Panthers couldn't convert on a five on three. Uh, there was a review that if Paul Maurice, uh, damned if he did, damned if he didn't, neither. Uh, that where where the Panthers were down three two, and then it was uh, 
the Panthers were down on the penalty kill after a review, which led them any uh, chance to try to make a comeback. So another big test ahead for on Tuesday night for, for the Panthers. Yeah, it's a big game. And yeah, not a lot of history between these two clubs yet. Uh, but it's a, it's going to be a tough battle. Vegas, uh, you know, they're duking it out with the, the LA Kings right now for top of the the Pacific Division, so they have a lot to play for. So I mean, they uh, they're going to be bringing their best, uh, I'm sure, as well as they try and you know lock up home ice advantage through uh, the Western Conference. So they have a lot to play for, you know. This so the Florida Panthers are going to have to come out with the all the cliches, their A game, all lines firing, you know, all those kind of things. But it's true, it's going to be a big game, big battle. But uh, it's no different than the game they. Uh, played on Saturday or the ones before and the ones that are to come. Every game is big. These guys are dialed in, locked in. They know what's at stake. They know how precious every single uh, point is that's available. So they're ready for these. It's going to be a big game. And uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for it because I mean, I don't really see Florida in the, in the night. So yeah, the Florida Panthers still have yet to win a road game in Vegas, but this one is at FLA live arena. So a, a chance for the Florida Panthers to come out with a win. I'm very interested to see. The Jonathan Quick Vegas Golden Knights. That I'm very interested in. And of course, Mark Stone hasn't played. Mark Stone hasn't played a hockey game since their last matchup against the Florida Panthers. He got hurt in that game and hasn't returned at all this season. So big presence lost, especially defensively. Uh, A a Selkie candidate a few years ago as a winger. You don't really see many wingers as Selkie candidates. So uh, definitely a a presence that's missed uh, for, for Mark Stone. Uh, there, Chandler Stevenson having a great season for for the Vegas Golden Knights as well, and of course Jack Eichel, learned kind of coming to his own uh, in mm-hmm. in in that new environment in Vegas. So it's definitely going to be uh, one to one to definitely uh, look forward to on, on Tuesday. But Alex, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, another edition of Sunday with Slump. Thank you, one. Thank you so much for for joining me. Me. And uh, let everybody know where they can find you online. Yeah, well, thanks again for having me, man. It's always a pleasure being here. Love getting to come on your shows. So uh, thanks again for bringing me on this Sunday. Uh, you want to check out the rest of my work, it's over at fullpresshockey.com. You can get all the stuff that I'm writing on the Panthers over there. You can also check out my Twitter. You can see it on the handle at the bottom, at Alex Slemp. Give me a look there. Uh, have some fun hockey banter with me. It's a good time. So uh, if that's where you want to check out my stuff, that's fullpresshockey.com and Twitter at Alex Slemp. But, uh, thanks again for having me, man. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you so much, and and see you next time. Looking forward to it. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Rodden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first episode of the day. Now make your second listen, Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Ramon Velez with Alex Slemp. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.